Well, thank you again for joining me. This is the Freed Way Thinker edition of the Freed Thinker podcast. As always, I'm your chauffeur, Tyler Vela, for this uh, trip down, hopefully, rationality and reason and a biblical worldview. So today I want to just muse uh, and, and think about some of the things um, that I've been discussing recently online in various places, um, and that is the relationship between uh, our free will and God's foreknowledge. So a lot of people um, have uh, very strong views on this. It's an important feature of the discussion between uh, compatibilism and incompatibilism, or determinism and indeterminism, how have you slice the pie. And what I've found is that there are some major issues in the way that people even think and talk about this topic. So I have I have long argued, and I'm and I'm not alone. I mean, this is a strong position in the philosophical literature. It's one of the reasons why uh, most philosophers uh, are compatibilists of some kind. Um, so you know, it's just this this is not you know unique to me. So there there is an issue with those who want to say that we have uh, libertarian freedom, that is that is uh, incompatibilist freedom of the libertarian variety, you usually focus on some type of uh, principle of alternative possibilities or categorical ability. Uh, if you don't know what those are, uh, please uh, listen to my last episode and check out uh, my most recent uh, YouTube video, I, I guess most, most recent <laughs> in the future if this is evergreen, uh, mo- the, the YouTube video closest to September 20th, 2021. 20, uh, uh, and and uh, it, there's a taxonomy uh, of various views on uh, freedom and determinism. So one of one of the the things that that I that I've long argued is that there is an inconsistency that happens between freedom and um, God's omniscience, right? So th- this argument is is really going to argue that if you want to be a consistent uh, proponent of libertarian incompatibilism, you ought to be some type of open theist. Um, that, that, that just is that open theism is the consistent outworking of, um, uh, of libertarian freedom. I think that that's too high of a price to pay. I think that those Christians who are uh, biblically literate and faithful will see that as a bridge too far and say, oh, well, if my view entails open theism, then there's something wrong with my view of freedom, right? Because because open theism is just wildly unbiblical. Um, so this is not actually an attack against open theism because it, it just is an argument that, that actually the open theists would probably use uh, in defending, but then they would need to defend the starting point of libertarian freedom, right? And that is that, that it seems that if God knows... Our, our, our free will choices, then we cannot do otherwise. And this is not because there's a common misunderstanding. This is not because God's knowledge is causal. That is, it's not that God's knowledge causes us to choose what we choose. But there is an outworking, um, if we understand that God is omniscient and infallible, that is that God uh, that that God cannot um, be less than perfect in His knowledge. He cannot be wrong. It is not even possible for Him to be wrong. Then, if libertarian freedom is true, 
it is possible for God to be wrong. So this this is this is a type of what's called a reductio ad absurdum, a reduction to absurdity. It's a type of internal critique where we are going to look at the view itself and argue that the view entails a type of contradiction uh, with itself, right? So so imagine that. Uh, so again, we're 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 here dealing with with biblically orthodox views, right? So the the assumption of the argument is that we all agree that God is omniscient, not in the open theist, wax nose, mega Zeus type of omniscient, but in in, an actual historically orthodox understanding of omniscient where God knows all things, including all future free will choices, right? So, so that if you, if you can't agree with that assumption to the argument, um, as an open theist wouldn't, then you won't be able to char- charitably follow the argument, which is which is fine. An, an open theist, uh, you know, will just say, "Oh, well, well, it just is the case that God doesn't God doesn't know the future that way," um, and and then this argument wouldn't work against them, right? Um, but so th- this really is starting with the assumption that we are we are you know biblically faithful uh, in our understanding of of the nature of God and His omniscient. So imagine that we say, "Well, God is omniscient." In that, in that orthodox sense, right? Does God know... Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid all the, the, the philosophical jargon of, you know, in world W1 and that T1 and all that kind of stuff. Does God know in the actual world, in this world, not in an, an alternative world, not in a different possible world, not in, a, not in a counterfactual world, in the actual world that he has created, in the actual, what's called the actual sequence of events... Does he know what I will choose at some you know, some arbitrary decision point tomorrow at noon? All right. The, the, again, the biblical orthodox position is going to say yes. All right. So tomorrow at noon, I have some option to choose coffee or not coffee. Right. Let's just make it an arbitrary decision. Okay. God knows. That, that I am going to choose coffee tomorrow at noon. Okay? The question is, if I have libertarian freedom tomorrow at noon, do I have the real, metaphysically and categorically possible, those are two important terms, that, that is, is it, is it actually a, 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 a metaphysical possibility for me to actualize a choice, is it logically possible for me to actualize that choice to choose not coffee, to choose something else, or not, or not, no drink at all? Do I do I have that categorical uh, ability to choose that? Right. Well, if I were to choose that, that just is what's called an analytical. It's analytically identical. And I'll talk about that in just a second. It's analytically identical at two. It is possible, because remember that God knows I'm going to choose coffee. If I can choose, if it's possible for me to choose not coffee, then it just entails that it's possible that God's knowledge be wrong. Okay? So, an analytic statement is um, something that where the two propositions uh, are are 
are, are necessarily true in a connected way in, in all possible worlds, right? So um, they, they are, it's, it's something like a, a necessary or a definitional truth, right? So if I say something like um, an ophthalmologist is a doctor, right? That just definitionally is the case that that uh, if if I have uh, an ophthalmologist, then I have a doctor. Okay, um, th- those two things are just are, are entailed by each other. It is going to be uh, it, it is true uh, in in every in every possible world. Right, they're just definitionally the case. Right. Well. If God knows X, but it's possible that not X, that just is to say it's possible that God is wrong in his, in his knowledge. Really, really, that would downgrade it to a belief, right? So what, what we have is, is, this, is this analytic uh, identical pair of propositions, I could choose not X, uh, and God, having believed X, could be, you know, could be wrong. Well, what does that mean? Okay. That means that tomorrow, when, if I have this metaphysically real, this categorical ability to choose other than what God knows that I would choose, then there is this, there, that just is categorically something that God cannot know. Why is that? Well, because it, it, it's just, it, it's just in this category of things that God would be wrong about or could be wrong about, or it's possible for God to be wrong about, however you want to phrase it. So what that entails is that God can't know that he knows something, right? Because at any, at any given decision point, if I have libertarian freedom, and if it's possible for me to choose otherwise, and thus uh, necessarily possible to falsify the knowledge of God, that just is a category of things that God couldn't know because it just is things that he could be wrong about. And so every decision actually confirms that his prior belief is correct. Even if God is right 100% of the time, right? It's confirmatory that God's prior belief is correct. It, it actually is knowledge. It's true warranted belief, right? Most, most Orthodox Christians are going to be very uncomfortable with that position, that God is not perfect in his knowledge, um, that God learns that his, that his prior beliefs are true, and it's even possible that, that God be incorrect. But that just, that just is the necessary consequence of it. Now, there is a rejoinder to this that's common, but it's a bad one. This will come from our Molinist friends. Our Molinist friend is going to say, well, it's not possible for God to be wrong. And and, and this will come in two different varieties. The first one will be because if I choose not coffee, then God would have known that instead Okay, so the the way they're trying to avoid it is they're saying, well, it's not possible that God could be wrong because God just would have known instead of knowing that I that I would choose coffee. I just he just would have known that I won't choose coffee. This is a problem for a couple of reasons, right? Uh, First, 
it's a major shifting of the goalposts, right? So, so we are talking about the actual sequence of events. We are talking about God. So, so once you set the condition, this, this is in this world, right? God knows prior to creation. So this makes it already a static fact. You can't move it in an ad hoc manner to avoid a criticism, right? So as an established proposition of, of, uh, of this world, God's knowledge when he created this world would be that tomorrow I would choose coffee. At the moment of decision, if I could choose not coffee, and thus it is possible for me to falsify God's knowledge, what you cannot do is say, okay, but there's another world. If I would choose not coffee, then God would have known that, right? Because all you've done is said, well, I'm going to try to get away from this criticism uh, 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 of the relationship of God's knowledge with my choice in the actual sequence of events by appealing to a different world in which God would have known something different in an alternative sequence, right? That's a shifting of the goalposts to a different metaphysical reality. You cannot do that. That is, that is a shifting of goalposts. It's entirely ad hoc. Um, that, so that, that's just not a valid way because we, we've already established that in this world, Today, right now, in the actual sequence of events, God knows that tomorrow I will choose coffee. So we're saying the condition that exists currently is that God knows that that I will drink that I will drink coffee. So the the question is: Given that tomorrow, can I choose not coffee? Right. That that's the challenge before us, right? So, so you cannot go and shift the goalposts and say, oh, well, well, you know, if you would choose not coffee, then God would know otherwise, because we've already established that the immutable, unchangeable knowledge of God would be that I would drink coffee. Okay. That's, that's one problem. Here's the other problem. Imagine that the Molinist also says, well, okay, uh, God, you know, God, God would have known otherwise, right? The, the, this raises the, the historic problem of the grounding problem, right? If I'm not choosing until tomorrow, right? How is it that God knows what I would choose in eternity past? How does he know what I would choose? If, 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 tomorrow, if the truth of the proposition of what I will choose is not actually, it's, it's in, remember, it's indeterminate on a libertarian view. If it's not actually determined until tomorrow, how is it that God knows what I will choose prior to my choosing it? Right, this, this is, this is, this is a, a grounding problem. How, how is it that God knows it? And if God knows it prior to creating it means that the truth value of my choice is already fixed prior to creation, right? For God to know what I will cho- choose, the proposition has to already have a truth value that I will choose coffee. But that means that the truth value of my choice is fixed 
prior to my choosing it. And actually, it's fixed prior to my existence. It's prior, it's, it's prior to anything existing. Right? Which, which just means that there, that there is a determining factor to that truth value that exists prior to my choice of it. Right? Which just is, which just is causal determinism. Right? So th- there's this, there's this incon- incoherence that happens where the libertarian, in order to make the objection that God just would know differently or something along those lines, they actually are demonstrating dem- uh, de- some, some manner of determinism. So in order to defend libertarianism, they have to appeal to some manner of determinism in order to avoid either shifting the goalposts to try to get around it uh, or just admitting determinism in the first place. Right? So, so they have to appeal determinism to try to deny determinism. Which is, uh, which is a major problem, right? There's one more problem. That is, imagine that they, that they want to say, okay, well, the determining factor just is your libertarianly free choice that God will know. So in eternity past, God would know what you would, I mean, it, let's just ignore all the grounding problem issues, but God would know what you would freely choose or what I would freely choose in the context, in, in a world exactly like the actual world uh, at whatever time tomorrow at noon that I would choose coffee or not coffee, right? If, he just knows if I have that libertarianly free choice, what I would choose, okay? And so that fixes the proposition, that, that fixes the truth value, right? It, that, that, that truth value is now fixed in the actual world such that when it comes to the choice, that, that the truth value of that proposition is fixed before I choose it. Okay? So that means that what God knows I would choose in that circumstance is based on, a, is based on my libertarian freedom. But when we actually arrive at that event... I don't have libertarian freedom. So God's knowledge of my choice at that event is of a libertarianly free choice. And yet when we arrive at that choice, I am not libertarianly free because some prior, some eternally prior, uh, you know, metaphysically possible version of myself was free, but I'm not free in the actual sequence of events. Right? So you have God's knowledge of a libertarianly free choice not actually being knowledge of my actual choice in the actual world. Right? So th- there's, there's, there's an inconsistency there. There are actually more kinds of inconsistencies that arise. The, the, the problem is when you want to affirm God has this type of immutable, perfect foreknowledge as, as in, in omniscience, and yet, we have this type of libertarian freedom in the actual sequence of events, in the actual world, right? Once you put those two things uh, into, into, you know, into a box and shake it all up together, these are the types of, of problems that fall out. Um, so uh, so that, that, that's some of my musings about this. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, commendations, or condemnations, please uh, feel free uh, to reach out to me. You can email me uh, at freedthinkerpodcast 
uh, at gmail.com. Visit the blog, freethinkerpodcast.blogspot.com, or why not join in the discussion at the Freed Thinker group page on Facebook. Thank you again. Drive safe, and God bless.